There are two things that cause stress at the eye doctor. I know you're with me on one of them because you talked about it before your appointment yesterday. The poof? The poof test. The poof test. It's not the actual poof that gets me. It's the anticipation of the poof. Like, when is it coming? And like, if they count you down, then you know it's coming, but you're still scared. I, I don't know. They, and they never count you down. They just make you look down that tunnel at the weird <laughs> children's book. You know, it's like a field and a road and a barn. Two different tests. Oh, which one is the? So there's a test where, cause I saw it was actually a hot air balloon in a field of grass with like a blue sky. But it looks very children's booky, it right? It does look children's booky. And that was not the poof test. She was like, you have to relax. The poof isn't coming. And I was like, are you tricking me? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it wasn't that it was, you stare dead on at oh, this like green light. It a dot. And then, yeah. And then it's like, poof. right. Poof. Gotcha. Uh, and then the second thing that's stressful about the eye exam, and this is where I have a hack that I wish I gave you before you went, but the options where they're like, which looks more clear, three or four, which one is fuzzier, five or six, which one is sharper, A or B? And you spend 20 minutes doing that, right? Right. You know, it's possible. And I just discovered this a few exams ago. You can say they both look about the same. Yeah. I never knew that. Like I thought that I had to really? answer everyone. I thought it's, that's my Scantron anxiety from school. Like you don't you leave. Scantron anxiety? Yeah. You don't leave any question blank. Like when you're taking your SATs or something, you take a shot. Leaving it a blank is guaranteed wrong. Huh. So I was like, A or B? I'm like, B, even if they looked exactly the same. <laughs> like, I'm probably convinced that some of my eye doctors did things that were exactly the same just to watch me panic. Yeah. A, B. Ah, A. A, I'll go with A. I'm like, mm -hmm, whatever, loser. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that our dogs enjoy going on car rides. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for computers. Yesterday, you declared on May 3rd or May 2nd, whatever yesterday's date was, May 2nd, that you have your word of the year. I do. And what? I, first of all, it's March, not May. Oh yeah, May, March, um, whatever, M, M month. So I You declared on an M month. So I don't know why I'm getting judgy vibes about this. Because you're supposed to make your word of the year declaration in January. But I don't know how I feel about the year until it starts. Oh, so you had to settle into the year. Right. And your word was brave. Yes, my word is brave. I've decided to follow your lead, and I have a word. Oh, what's your word? Simplicity. Okay, now explain that further. I, t well, do you know what complicated means? Jeff, Jeff has been such a pistol all day. Um, I know, <laughs> I know what complicated means. A pistol? Yeah, that's the only word I can think of to say that's not offensive. Oh, okay. To uh, our show. Um, my word is simplicity because I have a tendency to overthink and overcomplicate 
everything to the point where I can't make decisions because I overcomplicate things. So you mean mental simplicity? Everything simplicity. Like I want to take layers. Like I am the king of coming up with an idea, Mm -hmm. right? Of something to do like um, to promote the podcast, for example. I'm like, here's what we need to do. We have to do um, a, a, a contest on Instagram where people use a hashtag. Simp- right. That's simple. Mm-hmm. By the time my brain has done, finished, you know, working it through its cycle and it's done processing it, there's 11 steps in between. Mm-hmm. And I just have to get better at trusting my first gut and going with the most simple plan. Mm-hmm. And then adding steps if it doesn't work rather than starting right. with, because I, I tend, I'm sure there's a word for this, but I tend to troubleshoot at the start of something mm-hmm. and then try to solve every problem that may come up at the, at the start. Mm-hmm. The reality is I think it's, it's good practice to, to be aware that there might be problems and to know how to solve them. But you're sometimes creating more work for yourself. Exactly. But I should just wait for them to come up and then go, okay, if something comes up, so. Well, because I think for you, it's not even that you troubleshoot. I think the way it is in your brain from the way you've explained it to me is, okay, so you, you have an idea, right? Then you poke holes in the idea. Then for every hole, it's okay. How do you get there? How do you plug it? What should we do? Like you do every single possible outcome. Right. Of that potential problem that could happen. So you run through every single scenario and it's not even broad scenarios. It's like, well, if we do this and then two people don't like this and then, you know what I mean? It's just too much. It's the equivalent of if you were driving. And you wonder where your day goes. A thousand percent. Like if you're driving from whatever, uh, if you're driving from Los Angeles north to San Francisco, I'm sure there is a highway that connects those two cities. Mm -hmm. But what I do is I say, well, there's going to be traffic and there could be traffic in Los Angeles. And if there is, we should take these back roads. But if there's not, we'll take the highway. And if there really is no traffic, we'll take the scenic route. But if the scenic route gets backed up because there's construction, then we'll take this and then we'll take that. And then we have two hours less in wine country because you've been over planning for things that are never going to happen. As opposed to just getting on the highway and driving north and being like, you know what, if we hit traffic, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Like we're smart enough to figure it out. So I want my word to be simplicity. And I want to, I'm going to do the, your trick and put it on my mirror. Okay. And when I find myself spending too much time on something, I am going to pause and go, okay, what's the most simple way to get this done? Mm-hmm. And then the, the, I guess the, the second half of simplicity is, and then I'm going to trust and be confident in myself that I'll be able to solve problems when they come up. I think the thing that's good about the theme words and here's like the theme word versus resolution debate that I would have. Here's what makes a theme word great. If you're struggling with something, and for me, it's an inner struggle of being more brave and putting myself out there and taking more risks with our show and with our brand and stuff like that. Things that are way out of my comfort zone. So as I want, that's something that I want to get better at being brave, taking more chances. I, when you're 
goal is to be more um, of whatever that word is. So for me, brave. Or simple. Simple. Or (laughs) simple. Simplicity. Um, You will be faced all the time, sometimes on a daily basis, with choices you can make. And the only tiebreaker, whether you do them or not, sometimes is that theme word. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the decide. If all things are equal, what is it? Isn't it the um, the vice president only votes if the Senate's tied 50-50? Mm-hmm. So your theme word is like the vice president. If everything's equal, then here comes your word to determine where the vote where the vote goes. Yeah. So, um, you know, like last year, was it last year already? No sometime in January, I spoke at my high school. Yep. And when I brought that up last year, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And Jeff was like, why would you not do it? That's an instance where, okay, well, I don't want to do it because I'm scared and I'm never done it. And I don't feel like I'm at a point in my life where I should be doing stuff like that just because I don't feel like I'm successful enough to do that. But the word had, you know, my theme was, is brave. So then you choose the brave option. Are you, did you tell me that you're, you got invited back to a luncheon or something? At your I school? did not get invited back to a luncheon, but I am going to be in our high school magazine. Oh, okay. So I, I knew it was something. Yeah, I did. Like um, profiled. I don't really know what it is. They, I, I don't really know what it is, but they're going to include me. They sent me a bunch Centerfold? of questions. I don't know. Does your private school have like a bikini shot centerfold? Yeah, in the probably middle? not so much. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this guy sent me and was like, Hey, would you want to be included? And of course I would love to. That would be such an honor. So I'm gonna if be it in my was school's newsletter. A bikini shot centerfold, that would be brave. That would be brave. Unfortunately, um, actually, no, fortunately for me, our brand has nothing to do really with being brave in a bikini. So very, that's a very good point. So anyways, simplicity going on a post-it on my mirror immediately after we're done with this show. And that's going to be my goal for the rest of 2020. I didn't know about a life hack that I am ashamed that I did not know this life hack because so many Instagram friends of mine told me to do it. If you don't hear I, we, like, I'm definitely the last one to be a part of this life hack. If you don't know, I feel like I only want to say this because somebody sent me a message a few weeks ago and they were almost apologetic because we had referenced a life hack on the show and they didn't know what that meant. So a quick explanation, when you use the word hack, it's basically like a shortcut or an easy way to get somewhere. Yes. So a life hack um, is, it could be as simple as like, Callie and I always remember to turn on, our driveway is very dark. So it's a life hack that we turn our porch light on the minute we step out, The if we're going out anywhere where we could come home and it's dark. Right, so like, we can Life hack, see. yeah, then yeah. we don't have to use our thing. Um, you know, I keep an extra container of body wash actually in my shower. So I never run out and then have to make a freezing cold naked dash across the, <laughs> the bathroom to get another jar or bottle out from under the sink. Life, life hack. hack. So those are, that's what a life hack is. So I was washing my Rothy's, um, uh, last week and someone, and uh, not someone like a notable amount of people, I would say close to a dozen people said, oh my gosh, why didn't you throw the cap of your detergent in the wash? 
Why would you throw the cap? Because it totally cleans all the gunk out. How much gunk is in the cap of the detergent? Well, it just gets sticky and you know what I mean? It's not It does oddly get, why why does the outside of the cap of the laundry detergent always feel sticky? I have no idea, but they were like, yeah, my sister taught it to me or my girlfriend taught it to me and I do it all the time. So apparently, and I have not confirmed if you can also do it with like hot, like, I don't know that I put it in with my sheets and hot water, but when you're doing a regular load of laundry, you can pour the detergent in, throw the cap in with your clothes and it'll perfectly clean it. Huh. So good, right? Yeah, really good. And aren't you like kind of annoyed that you didn't know that? Cause it seems so obvious. I know, I, but I have, if I'm ever washing, I do this a hundred percent of the time when I'm washing like old towels. Like no offense to the dogs, but the towel that we keep by the back door for when their paws are muddy, yeah, when they come in, like those towels. If I'm washing those, I always use those towels to wipe off the top of the detergent container because it's always oddly sticky. Yeah, the, well, now you don't have bottle. to. You can just throw it right in there. Huh? Look at you. Yeah. All right, here are my three random things uh, for for today. Uh, the first guy is a hero of mine because he did something. So genius that uh, I got to respect him for it. Okay. You know the company Hugo Boss, right? Yeah. They're uh, clothing, men's and women's, right? I know they have men's Yeah, men's and they have like women's shoes too and stuff. Okay. Bags. So so Hugo Boss apparently has filed quite a bit, uh, quite a few lawsuits against different companies for using different versions of – Hugo Boss, including a charity that used the word boss in it, um, a small like craft brewery that the brewery had to spend like thousands of dollars defending itself. And then they ended up losing. They had to spend more money rebranding. What? That sucks. Oh, okay. And so this guy starts reading about all these stories and he's like, that's not just not right. Like, this is a, a $2.7 billion a year clothing brand. Nobody's going to confuse this craft brewery with clothing brand. So you know what this guy did? Hmm. Legally changed his name to Hugo Boss. Shut up. Yep. That sounds like something you would do. 100%. So <laughs> proud of this dude. You know, I have to say, I straddle the fence on stuff like that because – First and foremost, I think brands like that can be really strong because they probably have lawyers that go after things um, really super strong. But I also don't think that we are someone that would do that. You know what I mean? Like we have nothing to do with craft breweries and I wouldn't sue a brewery over the word over upside. Well, no. And but also we don't know the parameter. Like I'm not pretending to know the the details. Like if the brewery was like doing runway model shows. You know what I mean? If there was some confusion of the brand, then, then Hugo boss is entitled to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. But obviously it, it reached a point where at least this one individual was thinking that they were reaching a little too far. Mm -hmm. And so he just changed his name to Hugo boss and there's not legally changed it. Did you legally change your name to Hugo boss? No, it wasn't me. That seriously sounds so much like something you would do. So regardless of the level of like how uh, much they should have, you know, how, how regardless of who is right or who is wrong is what I'm trying to say, 
the ingenuity of changing the name, I respect. The creativity, yes. Yes. All right. There is a apparently a huge problem with people uh, in relationships going into the bathroom and spending way too much time in there because they end up scrolling through their phone. Okay. First of all, I have an issue with that right out of the gate because I think it is disgusting when people take their phones into the bathroom. Like, disgusting. Really? Yeah, do you do that? Do you Clorox wipe your phone? No. Jeff, that is so gross. Well, There's toilet germs all over the bathroom and you're letting- That's not, that has been disproved on Mythbusters. That proven? Whatever, that, that poop flakes fly in the air on your, and land on your toothbrush. Mm-hmm. That was proven totally false. You're f- yeah, that's gross. Well, anyways, uh, if you are in a relationship where your significant other does that terrible, gross thing and brings their phone into the bathroom for just $14.99, you can get a toilet timer. So a toilet timer. So when they walk in, they have to hit the button on the toilet timer and you guys have a pre-agreed upon time. And no matter what- Who would ever do that? You are so judgy about- (laughs) About about Hugo Boss name changes and toilet timers. <laughs> no, I think that you're just being judgy about people who go into the bathroom. For okay. A long time. What if what if you just set the timer on your phone? Why do you need a timer in the bathroom? Just a thought. <laughs> just I'm just saying. <laughs> that sounds right. like a really um, inefficient. I'm actually surprised that you like that because it seems so inefficient. I just thought it was funny that some people have that issue in their relationship. Uh, Okay, number three of my three random things, the top 10 canned food items sold in stores. Okay. The significance of this is uh, I went to the store yesterday just to pick up a few things, and there are definite sections of the grocery store that are thinned out because people are having the coronavirus panic. Yeah. Toilet paper. There was, we have no problem in that department. No, we have an overabundance of toilet paper. Uh, but for whatever reason, toilet paper, like why? Maybe it goes back to the toilet timer thing. Maybe people are spending too much. No, I think because if you're in you, theory, it's because you're not leaving your house, right? If something bad happens or whatever. Oh, I guess So that's right. you yeah. can't leave to go get toilet paper. So if you don't right. stock up on toilet paper- you know, because some people only buy one thing of toilet paper at a time, unlike people in this house oh, yeah. that we have an entire closet of toilet paper. We have 60 rolls, six zero rolls of toilet paper. And the reason is uh, when my mom would come visit and stay with us, she had this this toilet paper paranoia that if we ever got down to a couple of rolls, she'd be like, you're almost out of toilet paper. And it would become like an obsessive thing. She'd be like, you got to get more toilet paper. Where's more toilet paper? And just like, mom, we have five rolls left. She's the five's not enough. Five is not enough. So as a joke, every time she would come visit, I would buy like a 12 pack of toilet paper and put it on the edge of their bed. Mm-hmm. And then like, that was a joke. And then I would put like 10 rolls in her bathroom and blah, blah. It was just, that was the thing. Well, then when we sold the lake house and moved out, all of those rolls of toilet paper were stashed in different closets. Yeah. It was like one of those things where there's like, oh, there's extra toilet paper in every bathroom. Oh, there's also a closet. Oh, we also found some in our garage. So when we moved into this house, we just have 
apparently 60 rolls of toilet paper. Uh, here are the, oh, and then the other thing about going to the store today, uh, I have sitting on the island in the kitchen, Kelly, the very last antibacterial hand stuff that was sold at the Target nearest What good us. is that going to do you? What do you mean? What do you mean, what good? Why do you need hand sanitizer? In case... Explain to me why you need hand sanitizer. Because... Explain it logically. If you even paid attention, the end of days is here. You are the guy, says the guy, that takes his nasty germy phone into the bathroom and then doesn't wipe it down. But... You, uh, you don't get coronavirus from that. Yeah. You also don't get coronavirus when you can't leave your house, which is what people are stocking up for. So if you don't leave your house, you don't need hand sanitizer. Here are the top 10 canned food items sold in the United States of America. Number 10, Del Monte green beans. I believe that. I feel like that is like a household staple. No. Number nine, Chef Boyardee spaghetti and meatballs. Gross, no, but okay. Number eight. What do you mean, Chef Boyardee spaghetti and meatballs? Not as good as SpaghettiOs. How much meatballs. does that cost? Like two, 80, 80, two. 88 cents per can. Okay, I was going to say $2. You really want meat that comes out of a can that's 80 cents? I ain't mad. I don't. I'm not mad at it. You are so judgy this episode. I am really judgy. So judgy, Judgerson. Uh, generic whole kernel sweet corn. That's number eight. Cream of chicken soup, number seven. Tem Why cream of chicken soup? Like, because people don't eat cream of chicken soup. They you, just cook it, right? You bake with a lot of stuff. You casseroles and stuff. Huh. Uh, six, Campbell's tomato soup. Five, Rotel original diced tomatoes and green chilies. Four, Campbell's condensed chicken noodle soup. What do you use Rotel um, tomatoes for other than Rotel dip? Uh, I think anything that you, like a green chili sauce, anything like that, huh. any, any Mexican cooking, uh, Vienna sausages. I was actually going to think about my, my parents have a canned food supply. And when we were kids, I'm pretty sure Vienna sausages were in that. Uh, number two so is Campbell's condensed cream of mushroom soup. That's another casserole staple. Yeah. And number one, tuna fish. Tuna fish would be Jeff's number one, right? Uh, that or Campbell's soup. I would say Campbell's soup. I would go for the soups. Campbell's soup, Campbell's mm -hmm. tomato soup. I bought a lot of that in my lifetime. SpaghettiOs with meatballs. I bought a lot of that in my lifetime. I don't think I've ever eaten SpaghettiOs. What? <laughs> we are going to the store tonight and you'll try SpaghettiOs with meatballs. I don't so need the I don't good. need the meat version. That just sounds honestly like 80, 80 cent meat does not appeal it's, to me. The spaghettios would be more expensive, I'm guessing. They're so good. So good. I'll try the plain ones, but I don't want the um I don't want the meat ones. Well, you can pick around the meat because I'll eat your meatballs. Or we can be super fancy and cook up some of our butcher box meat and then put it in the spaghettios. <laughs> That, the spaghettios go hand in hand with that. Um, that would be high a, end meat. a waste of high quality meat and a waste of cheap <laughs> pasta product. You would actually damage both of them. Pasta product is the operative word. Product. 
Uh, speaking of ButcherBox, we want to say thank you so much to our advertisers on this week's episodes of The Upside. We have had our first hint of warm weather this weekend, and I am so excited. You know what that means in our house? It means food on the grill because Jeff Deller loves to grill out on the weekends. And thanks to ButcherBox, we always have high quality, humanely sourced meat in our freezer ready to go. They will send you a box of meat. You get to pick out whatever you want that is good for you. Um, they have options like 100% grass fed and finished beef, free range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar and nitrate free bacon. You can put that stuff in the freezer and when you're ready for it, you are Feeling it, feeling the grill, pull that out, put it in your fridge, thaw it out and have a great, healthy, high quality meat without ever having to go to the grocery store, which is, by the way, my least favorite thing to do ever. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members free ground beef for life. That is two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription. Plus, they're going to give you $20 off your first box. Go to butcherbox.com slash upside or enter the code promo code upside at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash upside or promo code upside at checkout. Maybe you've heard about the potential benefits of CBD, but you haven't done your research. Here's the number one thing you need to know. Not all CBD is created equal. Some brands are just quick and easy and they sell them at a gas station. You're probably not going to get much from those. Some brands put a ton of research and science behind what they sell and they make sure that whatever you're dealing with, whether it's stress, sleep, or energy, whatever it is, you are covered because they blend the CBD with other natural ingredients. That is Hemfusion. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order. So it's a perfect time to try CBD for the first time. Go to hempfusion.com. Use the promo code UPSIDE when you check out. You'll get 20% off your first order. That's hempfusion.com. And the promo code is UPSIDE. I'll also throw in free shipping for you, hempfusion.com. I have been begging Frame It Easy to advertise with us, and they're now officially on board as ad partners. I have been a paying customer of theirs for years. FrameItEasy.com is the easiest, most affordable place to get any size custom art and photo frames online. Here's what you're going to do, or here's what I did, rather. Um, I had some stuff that was like collecting dust, and I was avoiding getting it framed because I was like, this is so expensive. I can't afford to do it. And Frame It Easy is about a quarter of the cost as a frame store that you would go to, and um, probably half the cost of a major retailer that you'd walk in and get anything custom framed. So you go to frameiteasy.com slash upside, right? You type in the exact spe specifications of your art and you can pick your frame, your mat, you can customize all of it. They will send everything to you in the mail and there's easy assembly for you to do it yourself. It saves so much time, so much money, and you can take something off your to-do list that has been sitting there forever. Frameiteasy.com will get you an automatic discount for 10% off. Again, that's frameiteasy.com slash upside, and you're going to get 10% off your order. A beautiful human alert is when we highlight someone that is a beautiful human or a group of people that are doing sometimes really simple, but just super kind things that make us feel good. I would like to highlight a bunch of people from the state of Georgia. There's a group of businesses in Cobb County, Georgia, that get together every single year and help special education students have a terrific prom experience. 
Awesome. This was shared in our Facebook group. If you're not a member of that group, please go join facebook.com slash groups slash Callie and Jeff. Uh, and then our friends at Independent Grounds Cafe uh, shared it with us to make sure that we saw it. Uh, one of their employees, a young woman named Emma, went to her prom in a limousine provided by Superior Plumbing. Whoa. Police escort. Uh, they got dinner at Carabas. And then, uh, and, and, and before they even left, they got corsages and boutonnieres and all that stuff from a florist called Faith Designs Florist. And these companies apparently do this pretty regularly for students in Cobb County because as much as districts try to integrate special education students into every possible activity, some of those are just a little more challenging. Yeah. So by doing this, these businesses coming together, they can uh, help every student feel involved in every activity. And the parents all get peace of mind that the friends are rolling together and having a great time together. So Emma and all of her friends got to go to prom at Kennesaw Mountain High School and thank you in to style. That is VIP treatment. Police escort Rock stars. is what makes it deluxe. Yeah. You feel like Bono or something right. rolling through the city on the way to prom and police are escorting you. That is super special. They will never forget that. So uh, all those companies, you guys are our beautiful humans for today. Okay, so I might butcher her name. Is it Molly Seidel that everyone's been talking about the past couple of days? I read the story, so I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but it's spelled like it would be pronounced Seidel. Yeah, okay, so we're going to go with Seidel. So if you didn't read it, and if you've been watching the news, I'm sure you've seen this over and over and over. Um, a woman named Molly Seidel ran her first official marathon, um, which was for the Olympic trials in Atlanta this weekend. And she qualified to run in the Olympics, her first official marathon. She came in second of all the women, right? Yeah, I think so. Now she has a running background. This is just her first official marathon. Is that what you were saying? Well, I thought the headlines were a little misleading because she does have a remarkable story, but to me, the least remarkable part was that someone ran their first marathon and qualified for the Olympics. Cause to me, that sounds like Joe Schmo, who isn't a runner trained, went and ran a marathon for the first time and wound up in the Olympics. And she's a professionally trained, like she's an athlete. She was a college athlete, super talented and competed, um, not on a professional level, but a collegiate level, which is a big deal. And, but you have to remember what the Olympics does so well is they find these stories yes, and they tell these stories. So if you don't even follow sports, you don't even care about sports. You find yourself sitting on the couch, sobbing at these stories of, of she never was a professional runner and she ran her first marathon at the qualifiers in Atlanta and won. Right. And once you get deeper into the story, you realize, okay, she actually is a really super talented runner. It wasn't by mistake. She is trained and has trained and all of that kind of stuff. The part of it that I found remarkable that I thought was worth discussing on the show is that she has had a really long past of injuries and also disordered eating, which is something we talked about in a bonus episode. What episode did you say it was on? 182 with our friend Janair Goodwin-McCarrow. And um, Janair is a licensed therapist who has like 
two decades of experience in disordered eating. So we touched on that. And I thought that was the interesting part of the story because she actually got the chance to have endorsement partners and stuff like that years ago, I think right out of school. And she didn't think she was in a mentally stable enough place to say yes to the endorsements and have it change her life at that particular time. So she would, she knew she was struggling with the disordered eating and didn't want to push herself over the edge. She didn't because she knew it would be unhealthy for her. And I think it's a hard thing to turn down, especially when there's money involved or success involved to say, Hey, I, this is not the right time for me. Like I am not okay right now. And I need to take a break and do what's best for me. It takes a really strong person to walk away from that. I, it is really remarkable that we're discussing this, but in two ways, when I say remarkable, I mean in two ways, because if it was a physical injury, it wouldn't even be a conversation, right? Like if she had a bone in her foot that hadn't healed properly and she kept breaking it and she's like, no, I'm going to take a year off of running and let my foot heal properly. Everybody would be like, I get it. Well, and she did have physical injuries as well. Okay. But the fact that it's a mental challenge that we're talking about and addressing and embracing and accepting, I think is cool. I think it just shows that we've come a long way in embracing those those like mental health issues. And yeah. I think it's those, um, health, those health issues as just as important as physical. Issues. And they are just as important. And I think a lot of times athletes are glorified for physical performance without anybody ever discussing the mental health side of things like that. Because truthfully, I mean, being a competitive athlete is extreme. Yeah. It's an, ex there's so much extreme about it. Um, and I, th I look at people even like Tom Brady and I'm just like, I would love to dive into th the psychology of him because I just find th the competitive sports world really fascinating, but it, there is a huge mental health side to that. And I think a lot of people aren't as open about it as she's been. We have another, it's funny because the words disordered eating never like they weren't even on my radar until your interview with Janair from a couple weeks ago. And now this story. And then later this week, we're going to be releasing a bonus episode, which is a conversation with our friend, Laura Lee, who is a chef. Mm -hmm. There's a new cookbook coming out and we talked to her a tiny bit about that, but she also recognized some disordered eating in her past and kind of changed her life to remedy that. I was and surprised. She, and she touches on that in our conversation with her. Yeah, the, the episode's going to be fantastic. When it comes out, please listen to it. And if you haven't listened to our episode with Janair, can you say the number one more time? 182. It is really worth a listen. Um, I cannot tell you how many messages I've gotten from people saying, okay, I'm crying my way through this episode or this really, really hit me. I actually cried at one point when she and I were talking because food is such a vulnerable thing to talk about and, um, or having a bad relationship with food. And I didn't realize until last year that I had a pretty negative relationship with food. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out for the, for just for the record. Um, I teared up when you said you never ate SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Did you? So I understand. That's the Jeff's version of disordered eating. Yeah, that is disordered. Thank you for listening to the upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. If you are listening to this on the day of release, which would be a Tuesday, March 3rd, 
That means that there is a pick me up newsletter coming out today, circa, well, usually around 2 p.m. Eastern or so, but Katie Burke puts it together for us. She is hilarious. It is full of stuff that's gonna make you feel good. And we have a great discount code this week that I wanted to make sure I bring your attention to. It is for um, The Daily Edited, which is a great brand, one of my favorites. And I have, see this beautiful iPhone, Jeff? What does it look like? Oh, with your monogrammed initials on the back of it? Yeah, I have a like really light pink um, phone case right now with a gold initials on it that say CD in cursive. It's very, very cute. Was that redundant monogrammed initials? Yes. It's one or the other. It's either yes. a monogram or, or your initials. initials. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, you're going to want to go check it out. And if you haven't signed up yet, you can go to callieandjeff.com and then click on the newsletter tab. Oh my goodness gracious, I am a middle school teacher and I am listening to episode 184 and Jeff, your first random thing of the words that sound dirty but aren't, I ever said I'm a middle school teacher and oh my goodness, a weenus. All of my kids are obsessed with this word right now, all of them. So they asked me, do you know what a weenus is? Like they're expecting me to get them in trouble and I was like, yeah, and I pointed to theirs and I pinched it for them. So this just cracks me up, the fact that you guys are talking about a weenus. Have a great day. Love you all. Bye. Dinner Affair is a new ad partner for our show this week, but we have been ordering Dinner Affair meals for three years now. And here's what we love about it. There, it is a meal delivery service, right? And I don't want to say meal kit because what you think when you think meal kit isn't accurate for Dinner Affair. There is no shopping, no chopping, no washing, no measuring. They make it as easy as possible. So when you get your order and you unwrap what you're going to have for dinner that night, um, everything's mixed, everything's cut, everything's whatever, and you assemble it and throw it in the oven or put it on the stove. And it has made our lives tremendously easier. We do the three to four person meal plan option and we get about 12 a month. We stick them in our freezer and then we take them out 24 hours before we want to eat them and cook ourselves dinner. They're healthy. They are kid approved. They are family approved. And even if you're flying solo, they would be great for you too. They will make your life so much easier. First time customers can save $30 by visiting dinneraffair.com and using the code upside when they check out. Again, that's first time customers can save $30 by visiting dinneraffair.com and use the code upside when you check out. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Alex Barker from Maryland. I'm so excited. I'm actually on my way to therapy. It's how I start every Monday morning. And I'm listening to the podcast, which is also how I start every morning um, of the week. And I just heard that I won the Living with Landon awesome prize for, for the show. I'm so excited. Sorry, I'm like overwhelmed with joy because I never win anything. But also just so thankful to have the chance to be a part of the podcast. And I lived in Nashville for 10 years so I'm a huge fan of Landon Um, I miss living there and wish I could be able to see her store Um, but I'm just so excited and so thankful appreciate you guys so much love y'all bye hey Callie and Jeff it's Maddie I was calling because I was listening to Monday's show and somehow missed being able to call in about where your parents left you as a child um, so we actually got a piece of the neighbor's mail. I was in like third or fourth grade, and my mom and me were on the way to school and work. And she let me out of the neighbor's mailbox two houses down to put the mail in their mailbox. And I said, don't leave when I shut the door. 
And as soon as I shut the door, she took off like she had just dropped me off at school. So, of course, I'm like, okay, maybe she's kidding. So I just take off running after the car. And she just keeps going, so I'm screaming, chasing her down at, like, 7 a.m., 7.30 on a school day. And luckily, one of my neighbors heard me because it's before the times of nine-year-olds having cell phones. So my neighbor comes out after she hears me screaming, a neighbor we've never met. And she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, my mom just left me. And so she ends up calling my mom. My mom's like, oh, my gosh, I left my kid. She was halfway to work by the time she got the call. So that's my story. I still give my mom crap about it, and I'm now almost 26 years old. When I was a kid, yeah, we always did jinx, pinch, poke, you owe me a coke. And you would pinch the person and then poke them, like in the arm, and say, pinch, poke, you owe me a coke. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Good morning, Jeff. I love the new March closer. The, uh, the, the, the baby giggle is great. My boys are 22 and 15, and still to this day, their personalized ringtone when they call me is a hilarious baby giggle. They appreciate it. They still love it. People look at me like I'm crazy when they hear babies giggling in my purse, but it is the best, and it brings a smile to everyone's face. At least it does mine. So thank you. I love it. Have a great day. Hey, Callie. Hey, Jeff. This is Marissa. I was calling because I have a coworker who is also a great friend and a beautiful human. And it is her birthday. And I thought it would be super cool if you could just give her a birthday shout out. Her name is Sherry Pritchestall. We all love her. And everyone at work loves her, and we just want her to have such a great birthday. And we love you, Sherry. We love you, um, Callie and Jeff, and we all listen to you all the time. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Liz. Um, Okay, the high C orange from McDonald's. It's totally not the same now, but back in the day, my sister introduced me to it when she was in college because she called it potion, and it's like an amazing hangover cure with a, you know, maybe an egg McMuffin or sausage McMuffin with egg and a good hash brown and the high C orange, but it is what would get you over the hump. So it was amazing, and I can't find it anymore at McDonald's, which makes me really sad. Um, so that's it. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Jessica. Callie, on your word for the year brave, what I learned when I was uh, doing some stuff about being brave is brave is doing it anyway, doing it any way that you're scared or nervous or whatever, that you just do it anyway. Kind of like me calling today. Listen to you guys' show every day, and love you guys. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. It's Tina Indicator, driving around listening on this rainy Monday, and I literally said out loud, yes, Jeff, yes. Because you jumped me back to my childhood with the McDonald's orange drink. Oh, my God. And funny story, I didn't realize they don't even sell it anymore. But that is the only drink I would get as a kid was McDonald's orange drink. And it was amazing. Just loved hearing that today. All right, I'm going back to your show. Okay, bye. Did you poop your pants? Wow, what's so funny? Is it funny that you pooped your pants? Love you guys and hope you guys have a great day. Bye.